This is Mary Haight, your animal welfare correspondent at Dancing Dog Blog. And we're here today with Michelle Dixon, Pet Curian's source for all things health and nutrition related. She's a pet nutritionist, uh, has worked for Pet Curian for 10 years, and she helps retailers and customers solve any questions or problems related to cat and dog diets. You can actually call her. And what she doesn't know, she'll find out. Hi, Michelle. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Hello, Mary. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. How's it up there in uh, British Columbia? Yes, yeah. it's beautiful. It's beautiful fall weather. Oh, excellent. Oh, that, that's, you know, people are always picking up bags. I see them all the time in the shopping, in the stores here. And looking at the labels... And looking at the labels and looking at the labels, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they're trying to figure out what does this mean. Uh, what what should people look for uh, in in a pet food? What do pets need? So basically, basically, um, dogs need uh, protein, um, essential fatty acids, uh, some form of fi- fiber, vitamins, and minerals. Carbohydrates generally um, are not considered um, essential. However, a lot of dogs do uh, do well with a certain amount of uh, carbohydrates that they can use for energy. Mm-hmm. What about what about protein levels? When you're looking at the Ooh. back of a bag, you know it's it's they range considerably, and uh, from somewhere in the eighteen to twenty two percent up to thirty something percent depending on if it's a puppy food or not. Yeah, um, so protein is a really, really um, hot topic right now because mm. people are into sort of what they think is the ancestral um, feeding. Oh, yeah. The amount of protein that a dog um, needs at maintenance is actually only sitting at around 18%, um, mm. you know, by a minimum level. Mm-hmm. Higher levels... Um, Certainly, you will find in pet food, but there's very, very few dogs that will actually utilize that protein uh, level. Um, most of it will be excreted out. Mm-hmm. Um, the other issue with that sometimes it would be sustainability because it because it does take when you're talking about those higher protein levels, it does take a a much higher level of meat to um, get to that protein level. So. So that that's a little bit of a sustainability question um, too. So, you know, eighteen percent um, would be a minimum. Most foods run twenty-four, twenty-six percent protein. That seems to be a fairly um, standard level. And what about uh, fats then in yeah, dog fat- food? What what kind of fats should be there? What kind shouldn't be in there? And and what uh, what percentage is? Yeah. That's another. That's another um, question. That that's. You know, you need you need fats in order to be able to um, absorb uh, certain fat soluble vitamins. You know, for a good skin um, and coat, and as well, those fats um, should be omega threes and sixes, which are considered essential fatty acids. Mm-hmm. Um, the sources. You know, nowadays most companies, and if, if not all companies, do have the omega-3 and the omega-6 um, in, in their pet food. 
and generally they are balanced um, correctly between each other. So, so you know, any of those fat sources would would simply be used um, for energy after coat, you know, coat health and um, vitamin absorption. Okay, and since listings on bags for ingredients are in the order of uh, predominance by weight, what do you suggest, and I know this is, it's hard to answer a question like this because it depends on what dog you're feeding, really. Um, <laughs> uh, they're, they're not, you know, one size doesn't fit all, and, but uh, uh, generally speaking, what should people look for uh, in the first couple ingredients on a bag of dog food? Yeah, I think, I think you know, seeing a meat or meal first. Mm-hmm. Um, would would be, you know, important. I don't know that, you know, in the first couple of ingredients you would be able to say to choose one thing or another thing because each each recipe is really individual to the type of um, maybe solution that you're trying trying to create, or it de- it depends on the overall formulation. Mm-hmm. So for me, for me choosing a food, I, w- I would be looking for a meat or a meal um, as as a first ingredient. I, I don't know that choosing um, anything following that, you know, in terms of the first three ingredients or six ingredients that I want to see something rather further to the meat or meal being first. I would be looking for prebiotics or probiotics, or if if I was looking pr- for a particular. Um, nutraceutical like glucosamine but it's very individual to each um recipe you know in terms of what you're trying to achieve at the end of the day so you might find as an example in a hypoallergenic diet that it doesn't contain a lot of the things that you might see in other solution-based foods because it's simply trying to be a limited ingredient diet and keep things down to a bare minimum and uh, the importance of omega threes and sixes, as you pointed out, um, uh, they need to be added to the food. Uh, yes. And except, do they need to be added when fish is the main protein source? And if so, why? Um, it depends. It depends. Like a lot of the the fish um, or fish meals nowadays, of course, have do have um, inherent omega three. But if you're speaking to adding it supplementally um, after the fact when you're using a commercial diet, most of the the commercial diets, if they're using, you know, a salmon product, um, contain high levels already. So there are always exceptions to the rule where um, maybe in, in the case where a dog has cancer or they're looking for some more anti-inflammatory that they, that they could add that mm-hmm. in there but generally speaking um, the levels that are in pet food meet the requirements okay and and uh, what role do they play um, they, they act as an anti-inflammatory um, primarily but they, they you know red blood cell development that type of thing mm-hmm. okay um, and uh, now let's talk about pet curian. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so, what what do they? Uh, where do they source their ingredients? Yeah. So all the all the proteins, uh, grains, uh, veggies, those type of things are all um, 
sourced within North America with the exception of lamb mm -hmm. uh, in our Go Diet, which is from um, New Zealand and Australia, and it's EU certified. So that's the only sourcing of food type ingredients outside of uh, North America. Oh, that's great. Um, and do you add vitamins, and if so, are they synthetic or not? There, there are certain types of um, vitamins that you can only um, use that are synthetic, like they're not available naturally occurring. Mm -hmm. So that that's, um, you know, that's just a, a given, sure. Yeah. Okay, okay. That, yeah, that's been a, a, a point of discussion in some areas, so I wanted to get that out there. What is everybody else? Well, they, they, uh, there's been uh, concern yeah. about synthetics, and did do we want to add those to organic foods, and do we want, you know, this kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. And so how do you, uh, how do you cope with that then as a, as a pet food company? Uh, mm. when you have to have nutritional needs met <laughs> exactly and i think that that's that's a good point that you make because when you're when you when you're wanting or when you're when it's a requirement to meet a specific nutrient profile um you you do you do have to meet that so mm -hmm. there are options in terms of how do, how you, how you can get there you know in a lot of cases but in some cases not there so much in your very limits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, and that's yeah, that's the point at which there's not much you can do about it. Exactly. Um, and it's like the argument about canola oil. Yeah. Uh, and the GMO factor. Mm-hmm. And now, as we're learning, uh, the GMO factor is everywhere, and it shouldn't be. But they went ahead and planted uh, in an open field, so it it spread itself all around to many mm -hmm. farms that uh, never grew it and now mm -hmm. they're discovering it so uh, this is going to be an ongoing problem i think um, mm -hmm. um, for people who are concerned about that sure. and uh, i know i noticed that um, there was some canola oil in some of the pet curian uh, brands and i was wondering what's the difference when you use canola oil and you're looking for omegas um, uh, why why would you use a combination oil is what I'm thinking instead of just using a, a salmon oil or something like that it really depends it really depends on this is this is getting back to that thing about what you're trying to achieve mm -hmm. um, overall mm -hmm. the, the thing with using any any type of oil in any um, formulation or recipe is that it meets a specific target ratio mm -hmm. you're looking for. Um, it meets uh, some stability because stability is always an issue when, you, when you're dealing with... Um, oh, the, yes, yes, that kind of oil, yeah. Yeah, and then palatability is also, um, you know, the other thing. So there's a lot of different factors that have to be um, brought into the equation before the choice is made. So, you know, as an example, in our now product it's it's the only product that like it that doesn't use any rendered um, meat but it also doesn't use any rendered fats because fats that are typically used in pet food chicken fat as an example mm -hmm. salmon oil that type of thing is a rendered product so mm -hmm. so we're trying to stay away from that so that's why we would choose canola in con sorry canola in conjunction with coconut to make that three six ratio i see okay yeah that's that's pretty great, really, because then you don't have that heat factor. Right. 
which takes a lot of goodness out of things. One of the other questions you had on here was the sourcing of the vitamins and uh, minerals. Um, so all of our vitamins and minerals come from uh, USA, Canada, Japan, Malaysia, and Europe. Yeah, that's wonderful. What um, s- specific formulations uh, does the um, what does a pet curian brand uh, address? I know there are several formulations you have. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about them? Sure. So, so I think originally, way back when I started with the company, we were sort of um, the idea was to be very solution driven. So. So we produce foods that, um, you know, you could feed significantly less than you could other foods. You know, we, we did some hypoallergenic diets. We, we did, that was sort of our focus. And so now um, what we're finding is because with, with people's, um, people becoming more aware of ingredient sourcing and how foods are produced and um, what they would like to see in a pet food, we, we've be moved over into an area where it's we're, we're providing more fresh ingredients in the food, as we talked earlier about uh, n- the non-processed meals being in the food. Um, you know, the ingredient sourcing being uh, more local, sort of more sustainable, um, and then how we can do that in conjunction with also providing a solution. So. As an example, with the now diet, with it being the only um, pet food in the market that that we know of that is using um, only fresh meats and no rendered fats, that provides a more fresh, you know, whole food um, type of kibble. But as well as that, it's grain free, so that fulfills a lot of people's ideas and you know, from a nutritional perspective about foods being grain free. Mm-hmm. It's also using um, coconut oil, which is a different fat source that that um, I think we might even be the only company that's using that as well. So it's a different type of fat that absorbs different. So trying to trying to pair the two together, you know, from a solution perspective and then from an ingredient sourcing perspective, to to end up with with something that fulfills a lot of different. Um, you know, from a nutritional perspective, it fills a lot of different people's ideas about how they want to feed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I, I noticed there. I was, I was like, well, that, that would be good for my dog. I, I rarely say that. So <laughs> <laughs> since I'm a home cook. Totally. Um, but yeah, yeah the, it's, it's really, I was pretty astonished at, at the breadth of choice there. Mm-hmm. And uh, really pleased to see that. So I, I thank you so much. It for is great. And it make, sorry, I was going to say it makes my job so much easier because when people people are calling up, you know, and they have an issue and they say, my dog has this and my dog has that. And it's like, okay, well, let's just go through each individual diet and, and look and see, does that look like it's going to be a good fit for, for what issue that you have? Okay, now we need to eliminate this. So then now we can go over here and we can look at this instead. Mm-hmm. It just makes it that much easier to focus right in on what a good solution would be that meets their requirements as well. And that way they feel they've done their jobs as, as pet parents. 
Absolutely. Because it's that that's such an impossible thing to it seems impossible to do here. You know, and it's like there is no one to help you. <laughs> Pet Curian helps you. That's, that's one of the things that, that that we had discussed in the beginning of this is because I, I want to be able to have the option to to recommend something outside mm-hmm. of what we do because mm-hmm. it's 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 about the pet. It's not it's not really about about selling the food. It's about what's going to work for your pet. And so I'm really fortunate in the sense that I can see what everybody else is doing in in the pet food world and simply from a solution perspective Mm -hmm. i can tell a person you know go over here and look at this food because i think that might be a good fit for you wow well okay that's the first i that that's amazing that the phone's gonna be ringing now yes (laughs) (laughs) people will be saying are you kidding me do you really do this i mean this is like miracle on 34th street (laughs) we do it and, and we and we share that too if we you know if we if we can't if we don't have a food that works we'll help you find something i didn't know that I, mm-hmm. that, that is just fantastic. I'm really happy to hear that. And I'm so pleased to speak with you today, Michelle. Um, and uh, I, I may be calling you again. That's great. No problem. <laughs> Without the interview. <laughs> oh, um, where should people go online to find uh, your foods and take a look at them? Sure. Petcurian.com mm-hmm. is our website. And we have... Um, a interactive um, food selector tool there to mm-hmm. help you choose and an- you answer a number of questions and it helps you choose what food would work best for your pet. Mm-hmm. And then there's also on the website a where to buy. You can click on that and you can see find a store that's um, close to you. Mm-hmm. And there's also on the front page, um, if you would like to try the food, you can download a coupon for a free trial that you can pick up at your store people love saving money (laughs) and getting great food at the same time okay thanks again then michelle thanks mary